welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Joining us on the Horse Talk Show this week, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, host and executive producer of the Horse Talk Show, airing here at the CEP downtown studios in the horse capital of the world, Cala Marion County, Florida. Joining me this week, friend and co-host Maria Lacasse from Midnight Rose Equestrian. She's back. There's a good chance I'll get my shoulders, neck, or something rubbed this evening. It's a good thing. <laughs> Always makes me smile. Your dog is not here. <laughs> no, that's right. The last time <laughs> I saw you, I think you were rubbing my ass. Mm-hmm. Donkey. <laughs> Donkey. Just let me clarify there. I should be careful with that word. Uh, we've got a great lineup for the show this week. We've got Dr. Kayot on in the next segment. We're going to be talking about blister beetles. You don't want those in your hay, that's for sure. We've got the Horse Protection Association of Florida here. We've got Christine joining us for a couple of segments. She's going to tell us a little bit about her background, which is extensive in the horse world. And then we're going to learn a lot more about the association, why you should adopt horses from there, and how it's so important that we help these horses. It's just another piece of helping horses that we love to feature in the show because it's been so bloody hot. Can I say that word? I can, can't I? Because I'm a Brit. Um, We are going to talk about when you can and shouldn't ride your horse. Um, Obviously, these are recommendations. You should talk to your veterinarian primarily about these things. But we're going to give you some tips and reminders because it's been so hot the last couple of days. Got to be careful with our horses. Uh, And then we are hopefully we're going to rub my shoulders and help me with my headaches this week and um, close out with some reminders. But there's a few things coming up that I want to talk about and There's also some exciting stirrups and strides, um, goodies to share with you. But let's start out with the Belmont. Did you watch the Belmont? Wow. Congratulations to Mo Donegal. Um, We had the three Triple Crown races this year with three different winners, but that's okay. You know, you can't always get two out of three or three out of three. They're all amazing horses. Um, Cool stories associated with these three races is, of course, the Derby, 80 to 1, the Shocker, um, Rich Strike, who April Mayberry trained here in Ocala at actually a farm owned by the Roberts, who own WEC, she leases that farm from. Um, she started him, her exercise rider trained him and White at Barrio, who was also in the Derby. He had the wonderful upset at Flew By, all the horses they thought were going to win, won me $818, the girl that never gambles, um, or hardly ever and never wins, and that was amazing. Um, that was very exciting. And then um, she actually commented on my Facebook, put money on Rich Strike if he makes it in, and he made it in 30 seconds before the deadline for the Derby 
because he was horse number 21 in the in the lineup. There's only 20 in. And then the, the second winner of the Preakness, early voting, Niall Brennan said, watch that horse. He's not running in the Derby because he could win the Preakness. And Niall Brennan started his training right here in Ocala. And what did he do? He won the Preakness. And Mo Donegal, who they thought would win the others and didn't, <laughs> goes into the third leg of the Triple Crown races and wins it. And he trained here at Abracadabra Farm with Barry Burkelhammer. So we have three Ocala graduates. It's not a coincidence, folks, that the horses get the best foundation here with our trainers in the Ocala Marion County area. How come every time it, they, they got their start right here? So congratulations to Todd Pletcher and his team and to Barry Burkelhammer at Abracadabra um, for giving this horse a great start. Something that we're going to talk a little bit about later on with the Horse Protection Association is the foundation training of a horse is so important and I think that the Horse Protection Association is giving these horses a wonderful opportunity and start in what they're doing and um, I think we're going to focus a lot on that as part of the topic so well done to all connected there. Speaking of wonderful foundation training something that Betty Gray has at Stirrups and Strides um, she does some amazing therapeutic riding programs with disabled adults and children and with our veterans. And we have some very exciting news that our very own Kathy Gray, who we love, got two gold medals. And we are so excited. And a bronze. Um, very excited for her. She competed with a group of 24 riders from around Florida um, here in uh, Orlando at the Silver Spurs Arena. And there she is getting her gold. Um, they did have a little bit of fun recreation as well, by the looks of it. <laughs> They're very excited. Um, I think overall they had like 18 medals, I think, um, wow. between them. So um, wonderful, wonderful opportunity for disabled riders of a number of different levels there to get a chance to compete um, for medals and actually uh, be Olympians. Look at them. I love that. And um, Kathy was uh, very, very young. Um, very young child, had a very, very unfortunate accident in the barn. She got kicked in the head. She was actually told she only had a 50% chance to survive. Um, when they left the hospital, her mother and father were told that she would never walk again and she would likely never have full mental capacity and very minimal cognitive abilities. Um, right away, as soon as she was well enough, her mother sat her on the front of the horse with her. And as Kathy, and they almost make me me cry um, as Kathy improved and improved. Um, she wanted to sit up more and more and more. She learned to sit up, she learned to crawl, she learned to talk all over again. And um, she is an absolutely incredible horsewoman now and has won many, many shows, many ribbons um, and medals. But this was very, very exciting um, last week. So I was very excited to share that experience with her and, uh, and the other riders who got to be at this amazing amazing event and to be part of horses so horses make a difference we do there's no doubt about that to and all there's of something us. special about ocala apparently all the winners are down here <laughs> that's true we do have a lot of winners here um a quick mention for gentle carousel miniature therapy horses one of my favorite 501c3s um, right here at the downtown market every thursday um, they are here with the miniature therapy horses and uh, they're doing a literacy program for kids. This is completely free. Um, so you can bring your children down. Gentle Carousel have their 
their books, their own books. And a lot of the horses that are in the books come to these events. So you get to read the book and meet the character. And I don't know about you, but when I was a little kid, if I could have read the character in my books, I would have been absolutely thrilled. So um, great program. And Deb, um, Debbie and George don't charge anything for this program. They've been in business for 25 years with this 501c3, and they travel around the country visiting 25,000 sick and dying children and adults a year in rehabs, um, Hope Hospice, a number of other hospitals. All the horses are potty trained. Uh, they tap the ground twice to go to the bathroom. They'll only go in the trailer. They don't have poop bags or anything. They're... Um, takes two years to train one of their therapy horses to do the job. So a really incredible organization, another incredible organization. And this reading program had 87 attendees last Thursday nice. right here at the downtown market. So um, very, very excited uh, to be involved with that and to, to be friends with them. They're such great people. So um, definitely something that you need to come and check out. Bring your kids this summer because it's a um, it's a win-win. Uh, want to mention DAC, Vitamins and Minerals. Um, they have got a uh, webinar coming up June 30th. They're one of our long-term sponsors here of the show. Um, June 30th at 8 o'clock, you can join. Um, they are going to have prizes every 15 minutes they're going to give away. The topic is very fitting right now with inflation. Um, it's going to be how to save some money on your feed and hay bill by feeding the right supplements. So that's a really, really good topic for right now. So, so, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it certainly will help, I can tell you, uh, having used DAC for years for my animals. So um, thank you for joining us this first segment of the show. Going to wrap it up and come back with uh, Dr. Chaot and some blister beetles. Stay with us.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. Enhance your horse's performance, fitness, strength, and rehabilitation with state-of-the-art equipment. ETI treadmills offer the finest European engineering, the highest quality filtration, and no chemicals are required. Follow Equine Therapy International on social media or at equinetherapyint.com. Equine Therapy International provides technologically advanced therapy for horses worldwide. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Equine Hospital in the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. And we have Dr. Adam Kayot here, and we're going to chat about something that's come up recently in the news. Sadly, uh, in Wisconsin, some horses died uh, from blister beetle, and some others were actually left very, very ill. Uh, it was a very sad situation. I'm going to talk a little bit to Dr. Kayot about the blister beetle. And uh, having done some research and studied up a little on this, apparently one of the biggest issues is when hair is cut and baled at the same time rather than left to dry and the blister beetles get stuck uh, in the crimper and it's hard for them to get out and they can be very very harmful to horses so I'm going to talk to Dr. Kayot a little bit about that. Dr. Kayot how are you? I'm well how are you? Lovely to have you back with us. Um, tell us a little bit about your experience with the blister beetle. Well luckily I don't have a lot of experience with the blister beetle um, but um you know, the blister beetle is, uh, it's a nasty little thing. Um, it takes, it's, it's very toxic um, to horses. Um, even a, a ingestion of a little bit of the body of the beetle can be um, very, uh, can make a horse very sick. So, um, <clears throat> The, the, the thing that makes the horse the, the sickest is the, the poison, which is called cantharidin. And it, um, it shows up as it causes ulcerations, typically of, of the mucosa of the mouth, can cause ulcerations of the digestive tract. And um, depending on how much um, the horse ingests, that kind of determines the severity of the problem. Um, it can be treated um, if it's gotten, you know, if it's diagnosed early enough and if it is a lower load. So if they didn't ingest a, as much and, and there's no, there's no, you know, parameter. Well, if they ingest just this part, it, it just kind of depends on the horse, you know, um, 
So you supportive care typically is what you give. Um, fluids, they can have some electrolyte abnormalities because they're, they're losing um, fluid th- through these ulcerations and that sort of thing. And they're, they're losing electrolytes. So they need to um, be supported that way. Um, uh, you can try like activated charcoal and things to minimize the, the uh, toxin. Uh, activated charcoal, mineral oil, any of those things that can bind to whatever toxins in the digestive system so that it doesn't go systemically. Um, <clears throat> it, it's tough because um, it, it is in your hay and, you know, needle in a haystack, right? Like, and they're, they're small little bugs. It's not like you know, they're just going to jump out at you or you're going to, they're going to be easily seen, especially if you're feeding in the morning and you're in a hurry and you throw, you know, two flakes of hay to each horse, you're not looking for blister beetles, you know? So, um, uh, it can be kind of scary because the, 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 the symptoms are, are relatively quickly occurring anywhere from three to 24 hours. So, um, you can have you can start seeing some of these issues, fever and, and ulcerations and that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> to try to avoid it, they're most commonly found in the Midwest Western states like Oklahoma, Kansas. Um, they're most active in the summertime, like August. You know those months, July, August. Um, so. When you're, um, if you're obviously concerned about that, um, you know, you can find out where the hay came from. Um, you can find out when it was cut. Typically, um, they tend to occur in, you know, your later cuttings. Uh, so if you get like first cutting is less likely to have the beetle in it than a later cutting because of, of their, their life cycle and how they, they progress through the summer, through the summer months. So um, you know, you, you just be aware of that thing. Like I said, um, I have never personally seen it, knock on wood, and I hope I don't see it. Um, the, the interesting thing about that and, uh, is that, um, you remember a few years ago we were having the creeping indigo concern, right? The creeping indigo, right? So this was this big, this weed that grows and, they can have a lot of the same symptoms, actually, with the mouth ulcerations and hypersalivation that happens with the creeping indigo. Um, I, I so I guess those are two different things to consider if you see this sort of thing. Um, creeping indigo is kind of nobody talks about it anymore. It was kind of like hot and everybody was worried to death about it because, you know, obviously yeah. if you get these horses that pass because of it, it, it's, you know, a hot button topic, but nobody talks about it anymore. And, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of researching over this blister beetle and I, I come across this and I started thinking, well, I, I remember this creeping indigo thing we had. And I, th- and I did see a horse that got into it a few years ago and so it, it was it was very similar so be careful where you, you know just be aware of where you get your hay try to be as informed as you can be on what cutting it is what state it came from those sorts of things and you know if you're if you're worried you know just uh try to you know they they kind of look like a 
I don't know, like a firefly almost, like a lightning bug kind of looking thing. And they're actually only about one or two centimeters in size. So if like me, you're feeding sort of early in the morning in the dark, or if you're feeding when you, and you know, it gets so dark now at 5.30, when you get home, if your hay is outdoors and it's not in a lit area, it's very, very difficult. It would be very hard to see a one or two centimeter bug in your hay. But one of the things I think I would say is buy from a quality location like you said ask a lot of questions you know do you know if this hay was cut and baled immediately because apparently that's when they can't escape if it was actually cut left and then baled later that gives them chance to run away and I don't know that this would necessarily help but I always shake my hay flake out completely for the horses before I leave it for them and I would imagine if they're running around in there and you shook it out that would alarm them somewhat and perhaps they would take off and so I'm just always one to shake it out and make sure it looks okay and I I would think that would help Um, now I know the clinical signs you talked about like mouth sores I know there can be some lethargy Um, I read that they can sink their whole mouth in the water trough to try and like ease the discomfort of the mouth sores anything distinctive that you can look for that would maybe tell it from poisoning in a in a from something like a creeping indico and are there any really um, significant tests that you can do to actually prove that's what it is to treat it well you you can test for that the the toxin cantharidin um you have to i I believe it's in in the fecal material you you can test for it in the fecal material toxemia in horses in ingest you know when they ingest something toxic is clinically speaking is is pretty similar no matter what they ingest you get this ulceration you get um, possible fever, you could get diarrhea, you could get blood in the stool, any of these things that irritate the lining of the bowel, you know, so um, you, you can test for that poison um, to, to see if it, it is that, um, but typically it takes a while for them to, you know, get the results back, and your horse is either probably going to be passed or better by the time you really get um you know get get the answer either way you treat the horse the same you just try to support the horse as best you can um and hope that they didn't ingest a large quantity of it and um you know i think your i think your idea of shaking the hay out and sure any chance that the little boogers could fall on the ground you know is better so yeah Well, we got to wrap this segment up. Um, A lot of information. Uh, Certainly, as I said, make sure you're getting your hay from a very reputable source. Uh, Personally, I buy my hay from Larson's and Seminole. uh, Great quality hay. But I know there's good quality places out there you can get your hay. But ask questions. If you have any concerns or your horse shows any of these symptoms, immediately call your veterinarian um, because the supportive care as soon as possible is going to certainly extend the chances of the horse making a very quick recovery. Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, 35 I'm here with Dr. Adam Kayot, Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Louisville. 
This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Tired of the rigours of keeping your horse's water troughs clean and free of algae, you need the Drinking Post Waterer, an automatic waterer for horses, livestock and cattle. Field tested for over 40 years, the Drinking Post Waterer is the gold standard of non-electric automatic waterers. Check them out on Facebook or find them on the web at dpwaterer.com. <laughs> The Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. I have my co-host back here with me, Maria Lacasse from Midnight Rose Equestrian. And we have a very special guest here this week with us, Christine Massinger. And she is with the Horse Protection Association 
of Florida, a wonderful organization that does so much good work in our community. Christine, thanks very much for joining us this week. Very special to have you here. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for all you do. And uh, Maria and I want to hear all about you. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's a boring subject. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I, I did a little Google research, and um, you're quite a wealth of information. Oh, well, thank you. Um, a little bit about my background. Uh, I was the youngest female judge elected in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania at the age of 27. Wow. Um, that was only three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that wasn't long ago, was why, it? Yeah, why, why such the laughter? But, uh, in any event, um, I was a prosecutor before I became a judge, um, and I also did criminal defense work in, wow. in Philadelphia area as well. Um, I'm no wonder you were asking me questions about my car accident. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I'm an educator. I, I've been in uh, teaching in the university level in the master's program of a local university for quite some time. Um, and I'm a professional horse trainer. Um, but most what do you do in your spare time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and my husband and I have 15 animals. Um, we call them our kids because they, they are. And uh, 15. Of them, yeah, 15. And of them, nine are horses. So, um, uh, and I'm a professional horse trainer as well. So that's just a little bit of boring stuff about me. But right now, what I, I do, which is most important, is executive director of Horse Protection Association of Florida. Uh, very honored to hold that position and uh, very honored to work with a great board as well as a great team of people that are really helping these horses and helping the horses get adopted so that we can help more horses in the state of Florida. That's incredible. That's a really, really important role, and they certainly have picked out somebody that's um, very qualified. How old were you when you started riding, and kind of what was your first interaction with horses? Well, I started We, lo riding... we want to know what started the love, right? <laughs> I started riding six years after I became a judge. Oh, I was wow. in my mid-30s when I uh, started riding, um, which uh, led me to... Again, just a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was only, yeah, yesterday. Uh, but uh, I am interested in learning the psychology and behavior of horses, and so that led me to study a particular program. And then I became an instructor in that program after several years of, of study. And the so, psychology of horses is actually very interesting. I was just reading today a very interesting study by a university on whinnying. And we should have some whinnying sound effects. Gigi's <laughs> 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 like looking for Where do we have whinnying? <laughs> That's more of a nay. That we, we, um, very interesting that horses, they're studying this and proving that horses' whinnies actually indicate what their state of mind is and they're they're actually studying the whinny related to whether it's anxious calm happy sure. hungry like my horse um passed away last year he was 35 and he had a hungry whinny mm. it was like come and feed me whinny you mm -hmm. know so i can relate to that whole like i knew that noise meant oh yeah that's mm -hmm. i'm hungry i think that's so, the only time my horses talk to me as well <laughs> <laughs> So it's very interesting that you, you know, you're interested in the psychology of horses and the behaviors and things and the way that all relates because there's a lot of body signals in horses that Absolutely. can let us know how they feel. And I thought it was interesting that this university is studying whinnies. Yeah, it, it really is. And you're right about the, the signs that they show us in their bodies, through their eyes, as we're, as we're aware, through their neck, even through the way they hold their tail, even through the way they breathe. Um, and um, if we just take a moment to really 
listen to them in that regard. They, they tell us a lot. They communicate to us non-verbally, of course, and so it really is interesting. So what do you do with your nine horses? Do you compete? Do you trail ride? Um, do you, what do you do? A bit of everything? I, I do a bit of everything, but I, I love to do Liberty. Um, oh, yes. And that's, that's my, my favorite. And my, I have... Randall's over there nodding. Yeah. 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 Liberty. Yeah. Okay. I, I could watch out for half hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really the thing. I, and I like to... I have two partners. We call them partners in what we do. Um, and so I have two partners. One's five, one's six. And I like to team them up and do things together with them. So I'll be riding one, doing liberty with the other, or vice versa, or doing liberty with them both on the ground. Or, mm, that would be fun to watch. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that, <laughs> but it's fun to do, you know. <laughs> I'm always impressed when I see um, Sylvia Zabini perform with her, yes. her horses. It's always quite impressive to yes. see that. Yes, so. absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's important that the person that's the executive director for the Horse Protection Association is a horse person and obviously has a very good background with her own horses. So, Yeah, thank you. And, uh, and our mission statement, in our mission statement, uh, we, are, we are committed to natural horsemanship. And so it's important that um, our organization honor our mission, of course, because we are a 501c3. And so therefore, we promote natural horsemanship in, in everything we do, um, training our interactions with the horses on a daily basis are all geared to natural horsemanship. That's wonderful. Yeah. Good so do you there. mostly work with like rescue horses or do you get donated horses or a certain so, breed? Uh, great question. So our uh, horses are either rescued because of their, they're starved, neglected, or abused, or in some cases surrendered where the human can no longer care for them because they're ill or because they can no longer financially care for them. But most of our horses come uh, to us because they've been starved, neglected, or abused. And so right now we have 50 horses at Horse Protection Association of Florida. Um, we survive solely on donations. It costs us $9,000 a month to care for our horses. Uh, that's why the community, we, we um, so encourage the community to get involved in any way they can, whether it's through volunteering, whether it's through adoption, whether it's through financial donations, whether it's through considering us in a will or a state. Um, uh, the horses need, need us, and they need us now more than ever. And so um, it's a very, it's a, as we all know, it's a very concerning time with the prices of hay and feed going up, with the price of gas going up. And so we're seeing more and more um, horses in need, yet our donations, because of the economic conditions, are going down. But yet we have 50 horses that, that need to be cared for on a, on a daily basis. So it's a lot. Now, do you have a maximum there that you can, that you can house? How many acres do you have and facilities? And we're, we're going to come out for a visit. So. Yeah, I would, I would love that. <laughs> um, we have 150 acres that we're on. Um, that uh, land uh, was provided to us by an extremely generous donor um, who we are extremely grateful for. We could not do it without this person. And uh, we lease the land at a dollar a year. Uh, I know. Uh, so we've been blessed. Blessing, in, we've been yeah. blessed in that regard. Our, uh, we are looking for a gift of land, however, because our land gets wet uh, in the wet season. And so we have what's called gumbo soil. And the gumbo soil is soil that does not drain. So from now till October, 
uh, we're in a situation in our, on our land where our land will flood. And as a consequence, the horse's feet will abscess. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and it's true. It must be true. <laughs> it must be true. <laughs> yeah. We are going to hold that thought because that is the sign that we are actually at the end of this segment. But I'm delighted that we have Christine with us for another segment. So we're going to chat some more about the horses, the adoption process, and how else you can help. So we'll be back in just a minute on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC. It makes a world of difference. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. After a terrible vehicle wreck in 2021, breaking my neck from the impact and severely injuring my knee, I was no stranger to PTSD, and my huge ugly scar was a constant reminder. Nilam Patel at Nirvana Medical Spa treated my knee with the secret RF, delivering radio frequency energy to all layers of my skin to improve scars and skin quality an easy, safe, effective procedure to revitalize and regenerate the tissue for optimal results. Adding PRP enhanced the procedure. Thank you, Neelam and the team at Nirvana Medical Spa for a better, brighter, and much happier me. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? 
Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Luisa Barto. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the CEP studios in downtown Ocala. Got my uh, co-host here in the studio with me, Maria Lacasse. Made it in from Midnight Rose Equestrian. Glad to have her back. And we've got Christine Messenger here with us from the Horse Protection Association of Florida. We've been talking a little bit about her 15 animals. I'm dying to know what the other six are. Are they dogs? Oh, we have three dogs and three cats. That's a, a wonderful big four-legged family. Yes. We love our four-legged family for sure. Tell us a little bit about the process of adopting um, from the Horse Protection Association, kind of what those steps are and how difficult or easy it is and how kind of you make sure the horses are going to a good place. Yeah, great question. And so our we have a process uh, and we need to have a process. <laughs> and the first step in the process is an adoption application. And that's where the person will fill out an application and provide us with videos or photographs of their facility. Uh, after we receive the application, then what we do is we schedule an interview. And so we'll have an interview um, either in person or through Zoom. And I'm typically the person that conducts that interview. Sorry, I was just looking at Luna. Wow. I know. Amazing. I know. Isn't <laughs> Sorry, it? Isn't distracted. It? No, it's distracted for good reason. Look at all these beautiful horses. Oh, my. Dempsey, lovely. Isn't he? And so we have so many beautiful horses that need loving homes, everyone. Oh, and look that. at look at Phoebe's <gasps> after photo. That gives me goosebumps. I right know. There. Monica's oh, before Oh. Monica's after photo, yeah. Wow. I know. And so these are very special horses that we uh, invest in training uh, and who are desperately searching for their loving forever homes. These are loving creatures that are just looking for their loving forever homes. Oh. Uh, oh. And yeah, and so after someone fills out an application and we conduct an interview, they meet the horse and they interact with the horse. And then after that, if they're interested in adopting, then they fill out an adoption agreement. And we just got uh, somebody adopted today. Right before I came, I, was, I got the good news that we had somebody adopted today, Roxy, who's a Pasifino, who's been in training for uh, six weeks. And we found a wonderful person for Roxy, and we're, oh. we're thrilled about that. Because all these horses, you know, it's kind of like... My best analogy is that they have a foster home at Horse Protection, but we don't want to ha them to have a foster home. Right. We want them to have a loving forever home. Devo is a thoroughbred up for adoption, everybody, at Horse Protection Association. Um, so, How wonderful. Yeah. I find it amazing, like, seeing all the after pictures and being like, so these were all sound horses that, yeah. you know, needed extra help. Exactly. Just to get along. The That's transformation's awesome. tremendous. Yeah, thank you. And, um, we have a wonderful team that does that. Our farm management team is tremendous. We have a wonderful farm manager. We have a wonderful assistant farm manager. We have a wonderful equine staff. All of them are very knowledgeable in, um, in feed care and everything else and just take wonderful care of these horses as if the horses are their own. They treat them as if they are their own. And that's kind of our motto is that we want to treat these horses as if they are our own because we have, we have to be their stewards. 
Um, and so that's what we're doing. <laughs> now, some of those horses in the before pictures, very tragic, um, must be very troubling for you, but must be incredibly rewarding. Yes. When you can take a horse from obviously a dire situation, whether it's the person's, you know, in error or, like you said, fallen on hard times and didn't know what to do. But regardless, receiving those horses in that manner must be very troubling but then you must feel like wow right, right. we have our amazing. we have our lowest lows and our highest highs in this job and again i i another set of kudos to our equine staff um because um you know with i'm i'm just the executive director but it's our equine staff that are on the front lines they're the ones that go out and they're the ones that rescue these horses um it's because of their courage that we're able to turn their tragedy into triumph and by the way, that is our tagline. We turn tragedy into triumph. Oh, Chanel. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. I know. And now look at this beautiful after photo. Oh, oh Precious coming this in. unbelievable look. Yeah. Oh, Precious is. Mm. Yeah. It's amazing how quickly they turn around, too. incredible. And in the process, a lot of people who listen to this show aren't necessarily always horse people, but... You have to go very slowly with those horses. A lot of people just think, oh, you can give them a lot of food and make them better. But if they haven't been being fed, you can put them in a worse health situation with a very drastic colic if you go and overfeed them immediately. So you really have to go slowly with that and introduce it. At the same time, you want very quick results, but right. you can't rush a horse into that. So I'm sure that's a, a process as well. Right, and one that we take very seriously and that we investigate and are constantly, you know, inquiring of our vets um, uh, regarding proper procedures and everything else with respect to that and learning, of course, you know. Mm -hmm. But we've been very fortunate to be able to, to uh, you know, have the horses uh, and to be able to nurse them back to health. And, and now we, we're looking to find forever loving homes. It's very, very important to us. That's right, because if, you're, if, you're, if you've got 50 and you get 10 of those adopted, you can take in 10 more rescues. So that's exactly that's so right. important, right? And that's our, that's our duty. We have a fiduciary duty to, you know, to the community, uh, to the donors, to, uh, to, you know, to get the horses in and to do our best to get them adopted out. Uh, that is our duty as an organization so that we can help more horses. Absolutely. Yeah. So how can we help? Obviously, 501c3, so donations, wonderful, yeah. towards the end of the year, especially when people are starting to look at like their taxes and things like that, and they're thinking, I'd like to make some donations. It's a great place. Or set up a monthly um, yes. donation every month to help these horses. Um, volunteering obviously helps. Yes. Adopting definitely helps. Yes, yes. If you have a spot for one of these beautiful horses. Um, donating supplies probably helps as yes. well, right? Yes, and what we ask for um, of anything, believe it or not, is if, if a bunch of people came together and just gave a $25 recurring donation to the organization, then you could help us fill our food bank for these horses. Remember, I said it's $9,000 a month that goes into the care of these horses. And so that $9,000 has to come from somewhere. But if the community were to come together and to donate just $20, $25 a month, that would allow us to take care of these horses and to rescue more. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, when you go to a, a, a location that you, you've got to go and rescue the horses, how do you 
How do you do that? Do you communicate with the person? Does the person have to reach out to you? Or do you go to them? And, and do you ever have difficulty getting horses from people? Yeah, it's a very good question. So we have a couple ways that that happens. Sometimes a horse is surrendered to us, meaning that the person contacts us and says, I simply can't take care of the horse. And then we ask for, you know, proof of that. <laughs> uh, you know, their financial situation, their health situation, what, what have you. But in other instances, we are called to the scene, and we're called to the scene either by law enforcement, who we work cooperatively with, or uh, we're called to the scene by uh, an observer. So there uh, is, is frequently, unfortunately, the case that we'll get um, a video or photographs of a starved horse and then sent the location, and then we'll contact animal control, work uh, with animal control or law enforcement through the Department of Agriculture get them involved, and then in those instances, then we're, we're the ones who, um, who work with them to save the horse. So there's all sorts of ways that it, happen, that it happens. In one instance recently, we had a horse dumped onto our property, literally dumped with his saddle onto horse protection's premises. Oh my God. Starved, so. Bless him. Well, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Um, we're going to put the website up one more time for you at the end of this segment so you can see um, and so that you can get um, involved any way you can with hpaf.org, Horse Protection Association of Florida. They're doing an incredible job. If you can adopt one, please adopt one. If you can volunteer, if you can donate, all you can to help. I think Christine's going to stay with us when we talk about when it's too hot to ride in the next segment. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Nirvana, your trusted leader in insect control for 50 years. The official fly spray for World Equestrian Center. From the strongest water-based equine spray in the blue bottle to the familiar and longtime favorite in the yellow bottle. Wipe and spray, we've got you covered. If you're looking for effective plant-based fly spray, then look for our zero bite in the green bottle. Check us out online at piranainc.com. That's P-Y-R-A-N-H-A, piranhainc.com, to learn more about Piranha's entire family of products. Piranha, it works. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. 
I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Kidding. Your hometown Chevy experience. <laughs> Thank you to Larson Farms, your broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Isaac's in training tonight, and um, so don't watch Gigi tonight, Isaac. <laughs> in the studio with my co-host, Maria Lacaz from Midnight Rose Equestrian. And we've also got Christine Rassinger here from the Horse Protection Association of Florida. She's staying with us. We're going to chat a little bit about riding in the heat and what kind of things to avoid but i did forget to give these to you christine these are goodies oh, thank you um, so got a much goodie bag from piranha thank and a goodie you. bag from summit for you well so, thank um, you so much uh, i know both of those organizations would probably love to talk to you and see what you're doing as well so thank you we'll definitely much. share this with them uh, we're going to talk a little bit about something i saw on social media and the last few days i've had so many people texting me and telling me it's just so hot right now and it has suddenly got extremely hot and that obviously affects us outdoors uh, as well as our horses. So we want to talk a little bit about being very careful. One of the things that I always tell people is try to ride early or late if you can, because um, obviously that does help with the temperature. But when is it too hot to ride? Well, uh, in Florida from the middle of June to the end of August, it's too hot. <laughs> That's the answer. Um, Unless That's, you're at work. Yes, right, unless you're <laughs> at work, because you can go from air conditioning to air conditioning if you really want to at World Equestrian Centre. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the combination, first of all, of heat and humidity. And, Christine, maybe you can, you can share a little bit of your thoughts on that, or, Maria, feel free to jump in. But, obviously, the combination of heat and humidity makes a difference, especially here. We have a big problem with that, don't we? Yeah, for sure. The, the combination of heat and humidity actually makes a horse or a person feel hotter than they would um, if they were just experiencing what they call dry heat. So I've been to Texas and a few other places in the summer, and people said, oh, weren't you so hot? And I said, actually, no, I wasn't quite as hot. And yet the temperature actually was higher than here, but you don't feel that same. Well, it's amazing how like, water can insulate. Like if you spray a horse off, you're supposed to scrape them off because otherwise the water will just keep them insulated and keep them hotter. That's so true. And, uh, and I, actually, that's a really good mention is when you're washing your horse, if you take your horse out of the field, your horse looks hot and you, I think I need to hose my horse off and you hose the horse off and put it back in the field, you've actually done a, a disservice if you don't take your squeegee and sweat scraper and, and get all of that excess liquid off from the horse under the belly and all the areas that you've, you've soaked because that does form a, a layer of insulation. So something very interesting I actually read on this template that we just had up on the screen for you Gigi wants to put it back up. Um, I thought was quite interesting is something I was not aware of, and that is that horses can actually sweat up to 15 or 20 liters an hour in cool and dry conditions, up to 30 in hot, humid conditions, and only 25 to 30 percent of the sweat your horse produces is effective in cooling them, as opposed to 50 percent in humans. Hmm. I thought that was a, quite a considerable difference. And um, 
Also, horses, and this is very important, horses suffering from excessive heat stress can actually experience hypertension, colic, and renal failure. So there's that dreadful C word, um, the colic. And, you know, we hate to think about our horses suffering from that, but excessive heat stress can bring these things on. So heat stress alone is stressful enough, but now you're going to add some other significant health problems. So these are things that, you know, you need to think about in this um, in this weather because um, and, and as I mentioned before, moist air, so humidity combined with high temperatures can be dangerous because it actually slows the rate at which the sweat evaporates. So in a dry heat, you might see that sweat evaporate faster than you would in the humidity, but you don't see that as much in Florida temperatures. So for people who perhaps are down here with their horses from up north that aren't used to this. And I'm, I'm seeing posts on Facebook, what's going on? What's going on? You know, welcome to Florida summer. <laughs> it's a little different here. My um, horses weren't fans when we moved. They were like, what did you do today? Like, listen, <laughs> I wasn't a fan when I moved. And I'm going to tell you, on, we came on holiday for 10 years over from England with my family. And we came at Christmas and Easter. So when I moved here in the summer... It was July. And I said, what is this? (laughs) And then I said, I can't breathe outside. (laughs) And so it took now years, but you do acclimatize. The good news is you do get used to it. Yes, well, I did. (laughs) I'm better than I was. Um, So um, just something to be aware of. You know, World Equestrian Center, of course, has got their summer season kicking off at the moment. And there's a lot of people coming down here to compete. And yes, you can go from air conditioning to air conditioning in wet, but there's still going to be times you're going to be outside, you're going to experience this heat. And it's something that you and your horses are going to, obviously, if you want to be here, adjust to. But something just to be aware of is if your horse has just arrived from up north and it is cooler where you came from, these are even more significant things for you to be aware of and and can get your horse conditioned and prepared for because if you're hot, your horse is actually much hotter than you. Mm. So that's something just to um, to be aware of. And it only takes 17 minutes of moderate intensity exercise in hot and humid weather for your horse to overheat. So 17 minutes. That's not very long when no. you think about it. No. So, you know, be aware. And if you know your horse, obviously if you're riding a horse you're not very familiar with, it's more difficult. But if you know your horse very well, then you, you know things to watch out for. And you need to be very aware of the potential for this to happen in this sort of weather. So, and even hauling, like making sure while you're hauling that there's yes. plenty of air going through the trailer. Mm-hmm. Maybe adding some bags of ice underneath, just because you know they're in a hot box. Not so hot putting off heat. Yes, right. 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 Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. And if you can install a fan uh, in the horse trailer, where it helps to keep the air moving, or if you can. Um, add some ventilation or increase the ventilation through the trailer. I had a Brenda up trailer for years and I loved it for pulling and, and it was lightweight, but it was indeed European and very closed in, not designed for Florida weather. So I actually had a fan. Horse Trailer Pros um, do wonderful work there on, uh, they were on 27, actually they moved. Horse Trailer Pros, anyway, you can find them online. Uh, they got their own building, but they actually added a fan in in the front of that brender up that would blow directly on the horses and even though it was warm air it was blowing it got air moving you know which is really important so 
think about those things. I can't stand to see a horse going down the road with its head out of a trailer, which makes me cringe. But if there's some way that you can, you know, if your windows at least have a way that you can let in some air, you know, without the horse riding down the road with its head sticking out, because that really makes me cringe. That's um, my OCD kicks out. <laughs> oh, no, why is its head sticking out? It's semi just went by. Mm. I can't handle it. Um, but, you know, think about your horse. If you rode around in the back of that trailer, would you be comfortable in the middle of the day? And if you have an option on trailering earlier mm -hmm. or later, you know, those are things to think about as well. If the sun's gone down, it's going to be a lot cooler. If it's early in the morning, it's going to be, you know, preferable for the horse. Same as riding. Try to time those things. In the summertime, a lot of the regular riders will ride as soon as the sun comes up. Um, and those that have litterinas will uh, will ride it, you know, after dark in the evening because it's certainly... It's going to be a lot more comfortable for your horses. And just think about shade. Does your horse have shade if it's, um, if it's turned out? Um, don't leave the horse out in the field with no shade, at least some kind of cover. Uh, and if you have the choice to bring your horse in in the day and put a fan on them, pull them off, um, those are some additional thoughts. But just be very aware, especially when you're riding, um, that your horse's normal breathing seems comfortable. If not, stop. <laughs> then figure out what's going on. We're going to take our break. We have one final segment left to wrap up here on the Horse Talk Show, so stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance in Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today we're at Engineered Equine Performance celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest materials are used, the filtration system, coarse, fine filtration, no chemicals. We use UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standards. Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance.
Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian's background is in natural horsemanship and dressage principles with a main focus on maintaining a balance of communication and correct biomechanics between horse and rider. Come to her farm or she'll come to yours. Allow Maria to help you and your horse to unwind and balance to increase performance so that you can both be the best you can be together to build a lifelong partnership of success. Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian is a graduate of the Equine Natural Movement School for Equine Structural Integration and a Florida School of Massage graduate. Find Midnight Rose Equestrian on social media and on the web at midnightroseequestrian.com and book your massage for your horse and you right away. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, executive producer and host of the Horse Talk Show here at the CEP Studios in downtown Ocala. I have Christine Massinger with me here from the Horse Protection Association of Florida and Maria Lacasse from Midnight Rose Equestrian, uh, co-host. So last segment, we've got some mentions and then we're just going to do wrap-up chit-chat and we can blooper out at the end of the show if you guys want. Um, Gigi, I got some mentions. Shall we start with... Look at that, Equine Performance Center. Innovative Center has a summer special. This is your horse's vacation. You can get two therapies daily plus your boarding for $125 a day. So you can bring your horse in if you're going away for a few days and your horse wants a little holiday as well. Um, therapy, conditioning experience, you can have a little bit of time off and your horse is relaxing while, uh, while you're relaxing. So you can call to schedule 352 369-4325 at the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. Horsey holiday. I think that's important. <laughs> Don't forget that DAC Vitamins and Minerals has their webinar coming up June 30th at 8 p.m. Every 15 minutes, they'll be giving away some prizes. They will be talking about how you can supplement with DAC Vitamins and Minerals to use less feed and hay and to make up that difference with good supplementation. So they are NASC approved. That's the National Association Supplement Council. Puts their stamp on the DAC vitamins and minerals that they are level for level every time you go in there and scoop some out, that it really is exactly what it says it is and that the ingredients come from a reliable source. You're really feeding the right amount of um, what you think you're feeding your horse when you're feeding DAC. So tune in for this so you can perhaps win a prize and so that you can have a very educational experience. This doctor is brilliant. She's um, very, very informative and uh, will do a great job with this webinar. So make sure you uh, don't miss that. Don't forget that every Thursday at the Ocala Downtown Market on this very same campus that we're broadcasting from, we have reading with horses, gentle carousel miniature therapy horses of 501C3 who do not charge anything for their services bring their miniature horses downtown on Thursday and they bring the reading program with them. They encourage the kids to read and learn through the books and through the miniature horses that are used to visit 25,000 sick and dying children and adults per year. Uh, quite often they have been in the room right before somebody took their last breath, bringing their dreams to life really in the last few moments, having a chance to meet a horse 
It's kind of a very special organization. Um, another one that you certainly should put on your list for donations uh, as far as 501c3s go. Their work's amazing. They were at the Sandy Hook Elementary after the disaster there. They were at the nightclub in Orlando after the shooting there. Um, they have visited with tornado and hurricane um, victims, uh, all sorts of different um, organizations. They visit rehabs here in Ocala, some of our retirement homes, even during um, the, the big COVID outbreak they were visiting um, retirement homes through the windows because they weren't able to go in. So the, the, the um, residents were able to actually see the miniature horses through the windows. So mm. quite, a, um, quite a wonderful organization that we want to support. So as I said, there were 87 people here for the reading program last Thursday. So make sure you, you come and uh, meet. You'll, you maybe even meet Magic, who's actually the only living top 10 most heroic animal in the history of the world. Uh, Magic is also a briar collectible, and um, we think that's pretty special. So my Magic will be down here one of the Thursdays for sure. So if you come to the mall, you'll definitely meet Magic. <laughs> no doubt about that. Any other mentions, Gigi, that I haven't covered? Good. So we can just chit-chat now for the rest of the show. So um, what is it made you fall in love with horses, Maria? A sense of labor presence. of love. sense of presence. Yeah. It makes me be present. And in the moment, because I have a tendency to be like, woo, all over the place, five years ago, five years forward, and all of it. So being kind of, you know, having to be right there in the moment, being present, being with another animal, it's like, hey, live or die. <laughs> For me, I think it was um, relationship and unconditional love. A lot like I am about dogs is how I am about horses. It's that bond that you get from an animal that sometimes... In life, people let us down and hurt us, and and um, maybe they don't love us enough or the way we want to be loved. But animals, for me, have always given me that feeling of being loved and being responsible, having something to take care of um, that I feel like has always taken care of me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, my God, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, Isaac? I how many? <laughs> To me, they are the most empathic creatures. They are. And even though they appear strong, they're so fragile. And you can become their best friend. And um, uh, you can have, as you said, just such a, a fantastic relationship with them where you know exactly what they're thinking, they know exactly what you're thinking, and you can just be in harmony with them. And, uh, yep, can't say enough. No, <laughs> I can't say no, enough. that's true. I, I just went to visit my Mustang the other day, came from um, the BLM, from the Bureau of Land Management. I adopted him by accident. You know my story about that. He was on his third strike, and he was $25, and he wasn't going to get another chance to get adopted. So he ended up going home with me by some miracle. And um, we bonded, and he, he's just a amazing horse but I want to visit him actually and if you if you're friends with me on Facebook or even if you aren't I think you can see it because it's set to public but if you go to my Facebook Louisa Barton and maybe I shared it to the horse talk show as well but you can see a little video so uh, clip yeah I went to I went to see him and he's turned out with Jackie Demerick's pony horses right now and so he's in a herd which for a Mustang is where they want to be you know that they love that that's their life and he's out there with four or five other horses and, and in his element, you know, head in the grass, deep in really nice grass, much nicer grass than I have. He's happy and content. 
and I call Flynn, and he throws his head up in the air. <laughs> he looks. Oh yeah, it's you. And he leaves. Now the herd follow right behind him because they're like, well, we're supposed to follow Flynn. There must be food involved or something. But <laughs> uh, but he starts to jog, and he jogs straight to me, basically just leaving the herd. They follow. But I thought, oh. That's what I came to see you for. That's exactly right. <laughs> to have you run to me. That's exactly right. And be happy to see me. Mm. And he was obviously very happy to see me. So Aww. I think that is, to me, what it's all about. You know, is he didn't put his head back down in the grass and say, it's okay, i got grass on my buddies. I don't really see you. you know? <laughs> right. He stopped what he was doing and came to see me, and he was happy about it. And for me, I think that's the most rewarding thing is... A horse that comes to you in the field. If I go in the field to do something, fix a fence or or pick poop or whatever, he is here. Yeah. Can I help you, Mom? Yeah. Can I help you? What can I do? You know, he would push the wheelbarrow for me if he could. Absolutely. He's that guy, you know, that just wants to be around you. And I think that relationship is priceless. It is. It's heaven. It's, it heaven, is, on, it's it? heaven on earth. It is the closest thing it really to is. heaven on earth yeah. by far. And I think... That's just another reason to come and see you guys and adopt and, yeah. and, and have one of your own yes. that you can love, you know. And you don't have to be a person that wants to ride every day. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a person who wants to compete. I do neither anymore because I can't. I just don't have time. You can be a person who just wants to love an animal mm -hmm. and learn basic horsemanship and work with them on the ground. And, wow, it's just a life-changing experience. And with that, we're at